And welcome back to Sports Track with Evan and Jack. I'm Jack Nvarsky. And I'm Evan Swarski. And in today's podcast, we will start with MLB scores. All right, first off, the Pirates beat the Guardians 7-5. to The Angels beat the Yankees 7-3. to The Reds beat the Giants 3-2. to The Diamondbacks beat the Braves 5-3. to The Orioles beat the Dodgers 8-5. to The Athletics beat the Red Sox 6-5. to the Cubs beat the Nationals eight to three. The Mets beat the White Sox five to one. The Padres beat the Blue Jays two to zero. The Rays beat the Rangers. Oh no, the Rangers beat the Rays five to one. The Cardinals beat the Marlins six to four. The Twins beat the Mariners six to three. The Brewers beat the Phillies five to three. The Tigers beat the Royals three to two. The Astros beat the Rockies four to one. And then we'll go on to the standings, where um, instead of the standings, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll do standings. I was either going to do standings or card. Um, but the division leaders for the the East, it is our division leader for the East, the the Baltimore Orioles with fifty eight wins and thirty seven losses. Tied with, um, they're tied with Tampa Bay because they have two less wins, but they they have two less uh, losses as well with the Rays. And for the Central, um, Twins are up two and a half games over the Guardians with the uh, fifty wins and forty seven losses. The West, the Texas is winning the division with fifty eight wins. 39 losses. Houston has 4.5 games back with 53 wins and 43 losses. Now into the into the National League, the East, the Braves are winning 61 games to 33 losses, with the next close to being Philly with 9.5 games back with 52 wins and 43 losses. The Central, the Brewers are winning the division 53 wins and 53 losses worth the Cincinnati Reds, two and a half games back with 51 wins and 46 losses. And to end uh, in the NL West, the Dodgers leading the division by 1.5 games um, with 55 wins and 40 losses. And to tie right now for second place with the, with the Diamondbacks and Giants both sitting at 54 wins and, 50, and 42 losses. All right, now moving into the NBA. The NBA announced yesterday... Um, that that they will be playing a 2024 game in Paris on January 11, 2024. This game will take place between uh, our Cavs against the Nets. Uh, the NBA Paris game 2024 will mark the Nets' second game in Paris, uh, having played a preseason game there in 2008. Uh, and for the Cavs, this is their first game um, that they've played in Europe. Uh, the NBA Paris game will. 2024 will air on BN Sports and NBA League Pass and uh, subs- if you have a subscription on the NBA app. So I think just as a Cavs fan, it'll be cool to see the Cavs um, playing in Paris. Um, Yeah, just happy that they're getting some recognition. Um, and I think it'll just be cool for the NBA to be playing um, games outside of North America. Yeah, so it's uh good for the the Cavs, like you said, um, getting more publicity. 
um, and more uh, fans out of the United States. Um, and I think last year's was the Pistons and the Bulls, I'm pretty sure. Um, not 100%. Um, but I think I think it's a good idea what they're doing. I'm kind of like the NFL going uh, playing in Germany, London, and um, Mexico. I think I think it's a good thing for um, sports to be playing in in other countries. I think the MLB played. Forget where they. I know they played somewhere out of uh, yeah America, but yeah, I like I like what um sports is doing um playing in different different countries um spreading. Of the game, making it more popular, just uh, not just inside the United States. I think the MLB was like the Cardinals. I think in the Cubs, I think they played somewhere outside the U.S. Yeah, I remember them being on at like nine o'clock in the morning. So, all right, now moving uh, into the NFL. Now, uh, Alex Highsmith signed a four-year, uh, sixty-eight million dollar deal with the Steelers. Uh, was pretty average um, backup edge rusher for the Steelers. Uh, and then this year, uh, he had uh, 14 and a half sacks, really, his breakout year. Uh, and now we'll see if he can continue uh, to do that. Alex Highsmith is out to uh, become 26. Uh, so, yeah. Or just what are your thoughts as a Steelers fan? Um, I think it's a very good move that we uh, locked him up for four more years. Um. I was watching him uh, a lot last year. He has a very good spin move. Um, he just gets right by the um, uh, the offensive line. It's uh, um, he's he like you said last year was definitely his breakout year. Um, and I think uh, having him and TJ for I think like T I think tight TJ last year we signed him for like five years. So I think we both four years. I think that's a good thing. Um, fourteen and a half sacks. Um, I think he's a very underrated um defender in the league. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy that we signed him, and I think this year he'll continue to play at the level he was playing last year, or even better. I now staying in the NFL. Uh, yesterday was the deadline for um players to reach contracts, um, uh, with their players. That they haven't yet, uh, and those three three main players were Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard, all running backs, and none of them reached deals with their teams. Uh, all signed franchise tags. Uh, Saquon though is the big one though. I think um, a lot of people are talking about him the most. Uh, Saquon, I saw he's not going to be at training camp. Uh, do you think uh, should Saquon hold out? Uh, or and um, uh. Should running backs start getting paid? Well, I uh, I, I remember from get uh, Le'Veon Bell and Steelers, he sat out and that pretty much ruined his career, and was just all downhill from then. Um, but I don't think any running backs should sit out. I I'm scared it would it would um it would ruin their career. Like it could happen again, but I think. I see why the teams aren't paying the running back because their their um, position is the easiest to replace. Uh, it's either that or wide receiver um, at a, at a high level because that's usually the highest um, you know uh, position that there's most like players. In. 
and and um but they don't want to they don't want to pay him uh say like 15 million a year and for, just for them to get injured for the whole year and just and not barely play so i see why teams are doing it but i, I also see why the running backs they think they're worth cuz a lot of good there's a lot of good running back pretty much paid for um not a lot but it could go either way but really it's a tough situation right now uh yeah if i'm a team and i have a running back who is in their mid to late 20s and you know running backs really don't last past 30 i don't want to sign them to a long term deal uh especially just yeah but if i'm a running back i see you know especially saquon uh who has dealt with injuries in the past but we saw just last year if he play if he stays healthy uh then he's play he plays really well so i can kind of see it from both sides um but overall i think i think running backs um their rookie contract shouldn't be as long so then they can get long term deals and then their deals kind of expire as they start to uh regress yeah, that's that's all. That's a, also a good way to kind of prevent it. So, like, you'd still pay them. It, it's kind of good for both ways. Pay them uh, good money uh, when they're in their prime years. Yeah, I think that that's that could be a good solution. All right, uh, moving MLB now. Um, per Jason Stark um, of the MLB, there could be a Legends Home Run Derby. At uh this upcoming year's twenty twenty four All Star Game, um, which Ken Ken Griffey Jr., Jim Tomey, David Ortiz, and Albert Pujols have already reported interest in um doing that, uh, Legends Home Run Derby. So, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I these guys played nineties two thousands. They're older, except for Albert Pujols, who just retired last year. I think he's I, he would be the clear favorite for me, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, who really knows what these guys still have, how much they have left in the tank. I mean, they, I think they could get one or two home runs. Uh, but, yeah, I I mean, Jim Tomey and Griffey, I mean, they're not – they played 90s, 2000s. They're not that old, but still, I, I don't know how much – we really don't know. Like, it could be a big success, and they hit a lot of home runs, or, you know, they only hit, like – like two or three, four or five in a round. So, I think uh, I think it could be a good idea. It's kind of like um, you know, uh, in the show you could have a Legends home run derby, but they're obviously um, in their prime. all in their prime. Yeah, yeah. I I still think it, they they could hit um home runs because all these guys were very good home run hitters, and I think they could definitely um, they still have left in the tank to hit some home runs. Um, but I think it's a good idea. Um, but. You never know, like you said, it could go really good, um, but also could um, and uh, not do well. All right, now moving into um, our NBA draft segment, uh, into and today, um, we're doing an all-time Lakers and Celtics kind of combined, um, and we're drafting them as their play on the Celtics, like we did for the Cavs. Uh, Evan gets the first pick. Uh, as he won yet again. 
All right. Um, so there's not like a clear cut uh, first overall pick. There's a lot of great players um, between the between the the Lakers and the Celtics. There's a lot of good centers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kobe Bryant at shooting guard. Um, he has one of the best mentalities in in the NBA. Uh, very good uh, scorer. Um, good defender also. Um, just a great uh, all-around player. And then for my first pick, I'm going to go with Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with Magic. I was debating going center, either Shaq, Kareem, or Bill Russell, but I feel like there's a lot of great ones. And, yeah, I'm going to go Magic. Um, yeah, five championships. Um, arguably the best Laker ever. All right, um, I'm gonna go with uh, Larry Bird at small forward. Uh, one of the best uh, shooters, uh, uh, mid range. He was uh, very dominant. It was him and uh, Magic Johnson. Um, but I think um, it's hard to guard him. He's um, he played with intensity. I think it's a good. I have a good um, good core on my team, or a good heart. Plays with heart. Um, I'm going to go with this guy. I, I know you have your shooting guard already, but you could take this guy point guard. Uh, I'm going to go Jerry West. Only won one championship in his career, had to deal with Bill Russell, uh, winning a lot, but Jerry West, uh, nonetheless, one of the best scorers of his generation. All right. Um, now I'll go with and oh by the way this is um based on how they played on the Lakers and Celtics so I think I don't think we mentioned that um with my center I'm gonna go with Kareem um up there for the best of all time he has um a very hard move to stop the the sky hook um I think uh solid pick all right now for my pick I'm gonna go James Worthy uh at my power forward. James Worthy is uh, one of the most underrated players of all time. I feel like if Magic and Kareem weren't there when he was playing, uh, I think he could be considered a uh, top 10 all time right now. Um, but yeah, James Worthy uh, won a lot of championships. was a big part of uh, Magic and Kareem's success in the late 80s. Uh, See, so yeah, I'm going to go James Worthy at Power Forward. All right. Um, did you pick Magic Johnson already? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um. All right. Uh, and you got Jerry West too at shooting guard. Um, I'll go Kevin McHale at power forward. Um, he was a very good defender. Uh, in, uh, with the Celtics. Um, so I, I have a good offense and defense team. Uh, for him to block shots and uh, the skyhook and Kevin McHale. Uh, also a good defender as well. And then for my center, um, do you get Shaq yet? Or no, you no, won't. I got Kareem. I'm gonna go with Shaq. I think Shaq's probably the most. Do- a lot of people think he's the most dominant player ever. Uh, he's just so hard to stop. Um, with the Magic and Lakers, uh, and even with the Heat, he was pretty solid. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go Shaq. And that leaves me with my point guard. I need to fill, and I guess, um. I go with um Bob Cousy from the from the Celtics. 
Um, he's a pretty a solid shooter um, back uh, back in the day. Um, but I think he rounds his team uh, solid, but I would have rather got Magic, but um, still Bob Cousy's solid point guard. So right now I have all Lakers, and I have small, uh, small forward available, and I I'm debating between three people. I go Elgin Baylor, LeBron, or Paul Pierce. Elgin, back in the day, he was really good. I think he is one of the most underrated players of all time. LeBron, I mean, he broke the scoring record with the Lakers, won a championship, won a Finals MVP. Uh, a really good player, even on the Lakers uh, in his late 30s, early 40s. And then Paul Pierce, the truth. I th- Yeah, I think that's who I'm going to pick here. Uh, Paul Pierce, one of the best scorers uh, for the Celtics. Um, helped really was the main player uh, on the big three uh, when they won the finals. Uh, so, yeah, Paul Pierce. So that rounds out my team. Uh, at point guard, I got Magic. Shooting guard, I got Jerry West. Power, small forward, I got Paul Pierce. Power forward, I got James Worthy. And center, I got Shaq. All right, and um, my team, I have Bob Cousy, point guard, Kobe Bryant at uh, shooting guard, small forward, Larry Bird, uh, Kevin McHale at power forward, and center, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think point guard through power forward, I think it's pretty even between us. Uh, but I think center is where their big test is. I feel like you got Kareem. Uh, I feel like we'll be able to. I feel like Shaq, though, is more just dominant than Kareem. Uh, so I would say I won. But just because I think Magic at point and Shaq at center is going to be too dominant. I think uh, my team is better, though. Uh, I just I think Kobe, uh, Larry, and Kareem, that, that's a good um three. Um, Kevin McHale is also, like I said, a good defender, too. Um, who's your power forward? James Worthy. James uh, James Worthy is also a very good player, too. So, But I think it's close, but I, 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 I might have to give the, my team. All right, now moving on to two truths and a lie. Uh, I'll start off first. Uh, so for the NFL, the Houston Oilers uh, won their div- division more recently than the Browns. For the NBA, no one has ever won finals MVP on the losing team. Uh, and for the MLB, one player hit for the cycle twice in a week. All right. Uh, what was the NFL one again? Uh, the Houston Oilers won their division more recently than the Browns. And NBA. One more time. Uh, no one has ever won finals MVP uh, on the losing team. That's the lie because I think I remember someone winning. Is that right? Or... So you're gonna say the lie is NBA? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, the Houston Oilers, actually, uh, well, the last time the Browns won their division, um, was 1988, uh, and the Houston Oilers won their division twice before then in 1991 and 1993. Uh, before they moved to Tennessee in '96. Uh, an NBA one, that is the lie. Jerry West won uh, finals MVP uh, in the 1969 finals. Uh, despite losing, Jerry West put up 37.9 points a game and 7.4 assists uh, as they lost uh, game seven by two points. 
uh, to, I believe, who was the Celtics with Bill Russell. Uh, and then the MLB, um, only one player is hit for the cycle twice in a week. Uh, John Riley, uh, from uh, um, from nineteen or er, from eighteen eighty three, played for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, he did it September twelfth, nineteen eighty three, hit for the cycle, and September nineteenth, nineteen eighty eighteen eighty three. All right. Um, I'll start with the NFL. Uh, the terrible tower, uh, ter- terrible towel was um, first used or made in the 1975 season. Uh, the Dom- Dominican Republic has the biggest um, pro league outside of the USA, and Jerry West holds the most playoff points per game in NBA history. I know that's the lie because I believe it is Michael Jordan, so I'm going to go the lie is NBA. No, uh, it says uh, Jerry West's average. 46.3 points per game in the 1965 series against the Baltimore Bulls. Oh, I thought you meant for, like, their entire playoff career. No, that's a series. That's my... I didn't... Okay. That's what I... I, so I meant uh, playoff uh, series. But, um, yeah, the, the lie I is... Pro- I still probably would have thought that's the lie, though, because I probably would have said Jordan, but... Uh, the the lie was actually the Dominican Republic has the biggest pro league outside of the USA. Um, it was Japan does has the most. Um, um, he has um, I think Japan has. I thought that was pretty uh, obvious. Um, but because uh, Shohei Otani, they uh, they um, they like him and. And since the World Baseball Classic, they did, um, they did good. And the uh, terrible towels was, uh, was made in 1975. All right. Uh, now moving into um, the NBA, uh, you're gonna have to try to guess the top ten scores uh, with the players with the most points uh, all time in Cavs history. I'll start off with LeBron James. LeBron is number one. Uh, Mark Price. Mark Price is number five. Um, Austin Carr. Austin Carr is number four. Um, Brad Doherty. Brad Doherty is number three. How many of them are currently playing? Um, there's two more that are currently playing. All right. Uh, I don't think Kyrie is in it. Is, is Kyrie in there? Kyrie is number eight. Ooh, um. All right. Kevin Love. Kevin Love is a number nine. Those are the two ones that currently play. I right. uh, got those. You're missing. You got. You're still missing number two, number six, number seven, and number ten. Six and seven. I'm not sure if you'll get. Uh, but you should be able to get two and ten. Um, I want to say Zadrunas Igolskis. Big Z is number two. All right. Um, oh, you get, uh, I forgot to mention it. You get three lives, by the way. All right. Uh, any yet, though. Yeah. Craig Elo. Craig Elo is not on there. So you got um, two. All right. 
Six, seven, and ten. Um, how many of these people do you think I know? Uh, for sure you'll get. I you know ten. Uh, I know you play a lot of two K. Um, so and the all three of them are on the all time Cavs. I think one of them actually starts on the all time Cavs. I'm trying to blank it here. Uh, um, is World Be Free on there? That's a good guess, but I think he's either 11 or 12, but so not World Be Free. All right, one life left. Um, um I don't know. Uh, um one the one you should get was like 80s 90s oh uh, larry nance larry nance is number 10 yeah and you got six and seven i think they both played like 70s early 80s you got one life left uh, i'm gonna be able to get these uh I don't know. Tell me. Uh, number six was Bob Bingo Smith, and number seven was Hot Rod Williams. I Not... believe they both play on the all-time Cavs. Yeah, I might have. I might have got um, uh, Williams, but I don't think I would have gotten um, Bingo Smith. I, I remember hearing um, Hot Rod Williams before. Yeah. All right. Um, the MLB uh, Tuesday night, so uh, two nights ago. Um, their uh, history. And the MLB with uh, 12 teams scoring double digits um, that night. I think that was like the, la- the last time that was done. It was like July 7th in like the 60s, I want to say. Um, so uh, I know that uh, the Guardians are one of those teams. Yeah. But like a lot of those scores look like um, uh, football scores, like halftime or. Yeah. But uh, that's that's cool. Um, but yeah, so. A lot of scoring that night. All right, now moving on to the NFL. Um, just give me. Uh, it, you don't have to do it in order. Uh, just probably like the top three guys. Uh, who you think have the best chance to win MVP this year? Well, obviously Patrick Mahomes is always going to be up there for a while. Um, and I'll go with a Joe Burrow. I think this year, um, he'll definitely be a top three candidate. And wow, well, I'll go with Jalen Hurts too. He was um a candidate last year, I'm pretty sure. Um he passes and runs, so I think that'll definitely help him out. Um, but yeah. All right, uh for me, I think yeah, Patrick Mahomes definitely is up there. Uh as well as Joe Burrow. They're both gonna be up there for a while. Um, but instead of Jalen Hurts, I'm actually gonna go uh, with Justin Jefferson. I feel like we've talked about this a couple times. Uh, we, I have him as my offense player of the year, uh, and I think he can get to 2,000 yards. And if he does, uh, I think he could win MVP. So, uh, And I believe Adrian Peterson was the last non-quarterback to win MVP uh, in 2013, and I believe he rushed for 2,000 yards. 
Um, so I feel like if Jefferson does the same, uh, put up 2,000 yards, I feel like he also could uh, possibly win MVP. All right, now moving on to the NBA, uh, our last topic before Throwback Thursday. Uh, who is more likely, uh, or well, I'll say, is uh, is James Harden more likely to go back to Philadelphia, or is Dame more likely to go back to Portland? Uh, this is tough, but I think I'm going to go with um, James Harden, go back to Philly. Because um, he said he's not going to hold out this year. Um even if he doesn't go to the Clippers or wherever he wants to go. So I think then he, he'd have to go back to um, to Philly. Um, but uh, Dame, he, because uh, I don't know if the, the front office will want to trade him, and but they're going to have to get something good for him, obviously. So I, I, I could also see that, but I don't know. It's tough. But I think I, I, I'm going to go with Harden. Yeah, I could definitely see both sides possibly staying. Um, but I am going to go Harden, too. I just feel like uh, he's been in camp uh, with the Sixers. Uh, and it doesn't surprise me that Dame hasn't been traded yet uh, because um, uh, the Portland front office said that they're not in any rush to trade Dame. So I I could see Dame staying, and I definitely do see James, there's a chance James Harden stays. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go James Harden. All right, and now uh, for our final topic, uh, Throwback Thursday. Uh, on this day, uh, July 20th, 2021, two years ago, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks won their second championship. Uh, Giannis was named Finals MVP. Uh, just one of the most iconic uh, NBA Finals uh, in recent memory. Uh, uh, the Bucks winning in six games. Uh, really good series too. Uh, between Suns who are really good and the Bucks who are also really good. Uh, just a very very even series. Uh, definitely a finals that I enjoyed watching. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, and I also remember uh when we first started our podcast, we were uh talking about that. Um, yeah, the Bucks coming back from uh, down two zero, and them eventually winning um the series. All right, uh, and that wraps up uh, today's podcast. Uh, We hope you guys enjoyed. And as always, I'm Evan Swarski. And I'm Jack Inversky. And we'll see you next time. Peace.